This is the Plant Yourself Podcast. I'm Howard Jacobson of plantyourself.com. couple of announcements before today's show. First, the Big Change program with me and Josh Lajani starts again in November. And check out your email. I'll soon be sending out information about that. If you don't get the email from Plant Yourself Podcast, then go to plantyourself.com and just sign up. Second thing is, um, I'm going to make another pitch for people to leave reviews on iTunes. While it's fantastic that I have like over 30 people donating to the show on a monthly or annual or one-time basis. Um, not everybody can afford that. And I put out this show for free for the world because it's important to me. And of course, it's really helpful that uh, there are a bunch of people stepping up to help defray the costs of equipment and hosting and my time. Um, but if you can't, if you're not in a position to do that, a really valuable thing you can do is to go to iTunes and leave a review and leave some stars. That helps other people find out about the podcast. It, it raises us in the rankings so the people who are just kind of searching can find it. So if you could take just three minutes to do that, that would make a huge difference in my ability to get the word out and fulfill that mission. Finally, uh, exciting news. Uh, as you may know, my uh, collaborator and friend Josh Lajani is a finalist for the Runner's World Cover Search 2016. And the winners, the two winners, male and female, will be announced in time for the New York City Marathon coming up beginning of next month. So it's just uh, less than two weeks away. And, you know, fingers crossed. Um, imagine what it would do for the plant-based world to see one of our own on, on the cover, uh, especially someone with Josh's story going from... Uh, 400 plus pounds down 220 pounds now to uh, somewhere in the 180s, 190s, I think. Um, and remember, keep in mind, he's six foot four, so that's pretty lean. And also what it will do for the plant-based world to know, to be reminded that we eat plants and we eat well so that we can be athletes, not just so that we can, you know, just get by. But we are, yeah, human beings are meant to be athletes. We're meant to eat this diet. And once we eat this diet, we're meant to, to be beasts moving um, like, the, like the true beast that we are. Which brings me to today's podcast and today's guests, Michelle Kane and Allison River Sampson. I know both of them, having met them at VegFests, and they are fantastic human beings. They are both ethical vegans, they're plant-based uh, cooks, advocates, um, media promoters, and they bring such joy and compassion and science and welcoming energy to, to our community that it's just a pleasure to, to talk with them. They've put together a 12-day program designed to wean participants off of dairy permanently. It's called the Dairy Detox, and this uh, episode is to promote it. So if you're listening to this, you may already be off dairy, but you probably know 100 people who aren't and who might, you know, could walk around with a thought bubble like, I could never give up cheese, which uh, both Michelle and Allison have expressed, and I also and everyone I know was at, was at that crossroads at one point, thinking that dairy was the last thing, the one thing they could never give up. So our conversation was about the dairy detox, about both of their journeys, 
and what led them to create the course, what led them to collaborate together, and what led them to make the decisions they made, both the design and pedagogical, about uh, how to produce this course. So if you know anyone who is sort of on the fence, veg curious, or vegetarian for many years, and they're still um, you know, doing the eggs and the cheese and the yogurt and all that stuff, this would be a real good podcast for them to listen to. So please share it. So without further ado, Michelle Kane and Allison River Sampson, welcome to the Plant Yourself Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks. We're so happy to be here. Yeah. Cool. So you, you guys, for a little while, you have to say your name when you start talking so that people can know which which one is which. Um, okay. But, uh, <laughs> Allison. But so, so we're, we're, Michelle, we're, reporting for duty. Nice. <laughs> so... Um, you guys have started a really cool program. Um, why don't you, somebody, <laughs> tell, tell us about it. How about you, Michelle? Take it away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Allison here. So what we have created is a really awesome program, if I do say so myself. I better think that since we've been doing this for over a year. Uh, it's called the Dairy Detox. It's a 12-day online course program where people can learn all the ins and outs of dairy-free living. And so for each of the 12 days, someone will get, our students will get an email with a link to the day's video. And we cover each topic of interest about dairy. So one day might be we're talking about nutrition and what, how you can get your needs met without having animal dairy and actually how you can get your needs met actually better. And another day we're talking about what do you do instead of, what do you use instead of cow milk? What do you use instead of dairy cheese? Things like that. And and really we want to change the culture from thinking that dairy automatically means that it comes from an animal. And so we go through that, that milk automatically means it comes from an animal. It doesn't. Okay. And uh, we talk about all kinds of other things, too. Cool. So let, we're, we're going to get into a deep dive into the program and why you created it and how you created it and all that. But let's, let's start with, um, with some, some background. So, uh, Michelle, what's, why do you care about whether people eat dairy or not? What's, what's, your, what's your journey and what, you know, what are you up to? Yeah, so I uh, have always been a huge animal lover. Um, so I went vegetarian when I was eight years old and then I went vegan when I was in college and learned about uh, how destructive the whole animal agriculture industry is on um, not only our own health, but on our planet and on animals. Um, so it became sort of my, my life mission to help um, expose this information and expose other people to this information and also to inspire positive change among my fellow humans and uh, to help make the transition to healthier, more sustainable, more compassionate living really fun and enjoyable and enticing and easy uh, and to make it so people didn't feel like very alone in that, like they have like a friend and partner who will help them through that journey. Wow. And a lot of times, Alston and I in the course talk about how anytime you're making a change, the, the process of change can be difficult, but once you get through that, it's actually really easy. So living dairy-free isn't hard, but going dairy-free can be. And so that's why we ended up creating this course. Mm. 
eight years old. What, what was, was there any blowback? Did you have like hippie parents who were like cool with it or were they like, uh Oh, <laughs> um, it's really funny because I didn't know anyone else at the time who was vegetarian. I didn't even know vegetarian was a word that existed. Um, I just, my mom had actually pointed out the lamb on my plate and we had just watched a movie that about a lamb whose mother died and she made some comments about oh. how oh this is like the lamb in the movie and I was like wow what I just hadn't made the connection that the meat on my plate was this came from the body of the animals that I loved and so I was kind of young enough but also old enough to when I made that connection just like instantly decide I don't want to eat animals like I want no part of that so uh the decision was made and I was always a very kind of strong-willed person ever since I was a small child so my parents as much as they would be like oh how about you eat this you know regular dinner that we made with chicken and everything I would just be like nope I'm eating cereal and or I'm making you know pasta <laughs> I pretty much grew up on cereal and pasta that I made myself um it was <laughs> uh I yeah and I didn't know another vegetarian until that hadn't gone vegetarian after meeting me until I was in college, which is pretty crazy. Like uh, there was no one in my network or my community that had similar beliefs or similar uh, just lifestyle habits. So I kind of forged it alone. Um, and yeah, and it was definitely initially started out for the animals. And then it, it was kind of in college where I was learning a lot more um, about the health and wellness aspects of being vegetarian and ultimately being vegan, that that became a big part of my focus as well. <laughs> so, I mean, do, did your parents worry? Were they like, you know, because I mean, I mean, it wasn't like you were, you were eating like, you know, kale and Brussels sprouts. You were, you were eating like, what, like right. ca Captain Crunch and, and mac and cheese? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was eating pasta and at the time, lots of honey bunches of oat cereal. <laughs> uh, so I had a very singular diet. I am surprised that I uh, survived. <laughs> it's not something I would recommend to growing young individuals. Um, but they were very supportive. And my mom was always a huge uh, kind of health nut. So she definitely made sure that I got my share of vegetables along, along with everything. Um, and she, she wasn't super concerned, you know, like I would go to my regular doctor visits, they knew what was up. And I guess we were far along in progressing as a society that the doctors were like, Hey, you know, it's okay. Her levels of everything are okay. I guess cereal is fortified with pretty much everything you need. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> uh, so there were no like concerns there, but they were ultimately like pretty supportive. Um, they never said, no, you can't do this. They never forced me to eat anything. They just basically said, if you're going to do this, you have to be willing to cook for yourself and just, you know, put in extra effort to make it happen. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allison, how about you? Did you, uh, did you go vegetarian at age eight? Not eight. I was actually 19 and, uh, I, I went from the other end of the spectrum. I went vegetarian because my family of origin was all, they were all very obese and constantly talking about some new diet they were on and really unhealthy. Um, I mean, every time we went to, my mom and I would visit her parents, 
the conversation was always about some new ailment that somebody had. And it just seemed weird to me as a kid. I mean, that was what I experienced growing up. And then when I was 19, I decided, well, I'm going to go vegetarian. And um, I felt, you know, I definitely felt better, but not that much. And I started hearing about this vegan thing that seemed way too extreme. And like, there's no way I'm giving up cheese. I mean, come on. And, uh, but at the time I also started experiencing, I didn't have any skin issues as a teenager, but in my twenties, I started getting cystic acne and I was kind of, you know, maybe about 10 pounds overweight. And I could see the writing on the wall that, you know, here's my family of origin and they're all unhealthy, obese, and, you know, talking about diverticulitis and, you know, just all kinds of weird things. And I thought, you know what, I think that I'm at a choice point. Like this wasn't a conscious moment, but somewhere in my mind, I could tell that I could either continue as I was or I could make a different choice. And already just having these first uh, whiffs of what it felt like to feel bad in my body made me decide, you know what, I'm going to try this vegan thing. And for me, getting dairy out of my diet was a huge revelation. My skin cleared up. I felt better. I lost that extra 10 pounds I didn't want anymore. And, um, like there was just such a big thing that happened for me that it was almost like, the angels sang and I realized, okay, yeah, this, this feels much better. And that was 20 years ago. And, I'm imagining like, you know, you, you look extremely healthy. So, you know, when you go and you do talks and events or things, I'm wondering, you know, people come up to you and they, they're, they've got their excuses. Like, well, you know, you've won some sort of genetic lottery cause you're, you know, you look so healthy. <laughs> like, do, do, do you like smile inside? Like, does that happen that people just assume? Well, yes, especially since I used to have Allison's Gourmet, my sweets company, which I have since closed, people would say, how are you so slim when you own a bakery and chocolate company? You you must not eat any of it at all. And that wasn't true. I definitely did. But um, I tend to focus. I definitely eat very healthfully. And then when I'm eating sweets or what have you, um, I choose things that are high quality so that I don't have to eat a lot of it to feel satisfied. But yes, I definitely, um, you know, you're making me think that maybe I ought to carry around a picture of my family because they've all passed, including my mom. She died when she was only 59. Um, and I was actually right in the middle of my pregnancy with my daughter. And so they never got to meet sadly. And, um, So, you know, it it is, it's almost like a before and after in the sense of like that, that was the the possibility that I could have had and I chose something different and thank goodness there, we have so many experts and people like you, Howard, who are helping us learn all of these things and how to do it in a, in a wise way so that we can match our, our health and our ethics together. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's funny, like I've had this conversation with, with Fran Costigan, you know, the, like, mm-hmm. the preeminent, you know, vegan baker and the book of chocolate and all that. And, 
and and with Miyoko. And you know, you yeah. you three, I think of as kind of the 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 triumvirate of like you know decadent veganism, but <laughs> you know, you're all really healthy, slim, lean, in great shape. And I think you know, I think people must assume that because you condone the occasional eating of those foods, that, that like, that's all you eat. <laughs> right. definitely not we have our our huge we actually are friends the three of us and we've talked about that before and how we all when we are together we'll get our meals and you know it's like this giant thing of all these vegetables and then we'll get several desserts to like each try a bite of them and then we're done Right. There's something. Yeah. This. You know. I've been. I've been thinking about this a lot. I saw a meme on my Facebook page that I really liked. It was essentially like, um, you know, n- no food tastes as good as life feels. Hmm. Uh-huh. And you know, like. Yeah, I've heard a lot of spins on that particular. As good as blank feels. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. You know, when when you're living for something, you know, I, I know. You know, we know so many people who who are, you know, digging their graves with their knives and forks for whom, like, that's their pleasure, right? That's the joy. Right. And if you took that away and they didn't have something else, something worth living for, like, their lives would be worse, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. I think it, I mean, not to, like, get off topic too much, but I think that a lot of us in this culture, there's a lot of emptiness and emotions that are not being metabolized and people don't know how to process things that come up. We're not taught how to do this as children. We're taught to consume. You know, we live Mm -hmm. in a consumerist culture. So if you have a feeling, consume something to make it go away. And, you know, that definitely shows up with shopping and eating. And, you know, sometimes it can show up through relationships and things like that. So, I think that we see that a lot and we're really starting to experience the effects of that with the health crisis that we're having. Yeah. I, I, I think that is extremely on topic, by the way. Not, okay. not, not that these conversations ever have a topic that they, you know, <laughs> that, that they adhere to. You know, we're, uh, we're not, we're tethered very loosely, but, um, I, I did a an interview with uh, Sharon Livingston, as a, a psychologist, and she talked about like the you know dairy as a metaphor for mm-hmm. you know for mother, for right. for, for mother's milk, uh, which I I I want I don't know if we'll if we'll get to or not. Um, so how, how did you guys meet and decide to work together? Um, I met Allison at when I was working for a nonprofit and she, and I was uh, organizing the weekend like donor community events and we brought Allison to do a cookie cooking demo. And so I was working with her to get all the ingredients and just make it an awesome event. And I think when we met, we just kind of connected instantly and have been friends mm-hmm. ever since. And that was m- maybe, gosh, seven years ago. <laughs> I don't know, a long time, five years ago. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then there, you know the years had passed, and we'd see each other at events and connect here or there. And then um, a couple of years ago, I kind of branched off and started doing independent work and filmmaking. And Allison 
was ready to take on some new initiatives and we kind of came together at this perfect time. We were both looking to uh, collaborate with someone awesome and create a resource that was really going to help people, planet, animals. And um, yeah, it is just like kind of serendipitous how it all came together at the perfect timing. <laughs> nice. Because, you know, I've watched all the videos and I see, you know, it's very clear, you know, your your mutual regard and affection. And I'm like, like thinking how nice it would have been for each of you to have had the other when you were growing up, <laughs> you know, just like one, yes. one other right. person. <laughs> it's true. So true. Yeah. And, and anyone who... Sorry, I was going to say, we went vegetarian about the same time because I'm quite a bit older than Michelle, so she would have known somebody else who was vegetarian. You're right. <laughs> yeah, if only the internet had been better at that time, maybe we could have connected sooner. I mean, that's the beauty of today's age is that, A, there's so many more resources and people, you know, thinking more progressively about their food choices and habits. So it's so much easier to find and connect with other people like in your own space and in your own community already. But if you are in a community where you can't find someone, you can so easily find that online. Um, or you can find a course where people are you're like ready to hold your hand and be your friends. Like what Allison and I have created. So yeah, yeah. it's an exciting time. Hopefully people don't have to go at it alone for 10 years eating cereal and pasta. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, why dairy? Why did? Why is that your uh, your product out of the gate? What's the significance and the strategic importance of of removing dairy? Well, Allison here. Um, I so being a mom really shifted things for me when when it came time to breastfeeding. And as I mentioned, for health reasons, I, you know, I stopped eating dairy and I noticed a huge significance. And throughout the years, you know, as soon as someone finds out I'm vegan, the very first thing they say is, oh, I could never live without cheese. I mean, how many times have we all heard of that? And, you know, obviously that is an exaggeration, but I think that it really speaks to that strong emotional and physiological, uh, I'm doing something with my body and you can't see me, like claws, you know, how, how stuck in that we are, how attached we are to dairy. And going back to what you were saying earlier about Sharon Livingston, um, that we are, it, it is a symbol of mother, mother's milk and all of that that we, we take in nurturing in that way. And um, one of the talks that I give is about food cravings and what they mean and what they're, what they're all about, like how we can decode the wisdom that the body is expressing to us through our food cravings. Ooh. And dairy is a huge one. And I think that it is about that we don't know how to nurture ourselves. And so we do it. Dairy is kind of one of the go-tos that we use for self-nurturing. And um, so what I wanted to do is help people see another way. And I actually am also a wellness and self-care coach. And so I do that with people as well. But going back to when I became a mother, one day it just all kind of, all the lights went on. I thought they were all on already, but <laughs> I was nursing Olivia and 
it was like this perfect moment. It was a warm October afternoon. She was born at the end of the um, month in October, and the sun was pouring in the room in just the perfect way, and the temperature was just right. Like everything was just right in that moment. And all of a sudden, as I looked down at her nursing, I just had this wave of sadness and grief and just really intense emotions. Just sharing it right now, I'm getting chills on my arms and legs. And I thought, wow, what is this? What what could be so sad in this perfect moment? And I realized that that sadness was about all the mothers who don't get to have this experience. And this is what happens time and time. Every single mother cow in the dairy industry has this experience numerous times in her life. And I realized, wow, you know, humans have this addiction and cows are suffering and we're trashing the planet, you know, all for this thing we don't even need. And I need to do something about this. And I feel like dairy is the, it's a really great linchpin to looking at all the other things because it's, it's this one thing and certainly it's made in different forms and lots of different products, but it's a singular focus. And I think that, when we can focus on one thing at a time, sometimes it's easier than, you know, just think about eating dinner. You know, you don't stick the entire plate in your mouth. You don't tip it up and have everything go down in one. We couldn't possibly do that. So how about we start with one thing? And then we can add on to that later. But I, I really wanted to do something that would make a huge impact for people in their health and in in their hearts, really. And so that was why dairy was so significant for me. Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm so touched by that that moment. Um, and you know, it was it was it like you had you known kind of intellectually, like you had you weren't eating dairy at that point, right? No, I hadn't eaten dairy in like ten plus years. So, yeah. So it was, it was like yeah, there was. I had known it intellectually. There was just like some sort of empathy hormone that was like turbocharged by by suckling, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very. Um, I felt very overcome in that moment, and it was a big surprise. Yeah. And just seeing it through this other lens. Yeah. So when you when you talk about that publicly, I'm really curious. Like, do women get it like faster than men or deeper than men? Well, I think it depends. Um, more and more, men are who are dads are more involved in in raising the children, and so they're seeing what their partners, if they're in a heterosexual relationship, they're seeing what their partners are going through with you know, breastfeeding, let's just stick with that one thing. And, you know, I mean, the thing is that we're we're told that breastfeeding is the most natural thing that you could possibly do. But the truth is that like many things, our culture has become so removed from the, you know, having a support system around a new mother that 
our bodies don't really know how to do it anymore or our minds are in the way or something. There's, a, there's something going on that makes it difficult without having others around. And so there's like this relearning that happens. And my experience of nursing was that it really did not feel pleasurable for me in the beginning. I mean, I got mastitis twice. I had blisters. I mean, there was pain involved. And if I wasn't so committed to breastfeeding my daughter, I can really see why people give up and decide, you know what, this is too hard. This is too painful, whatever. And so, um, I I feel like partners are seeing that. They see what that struggle is. And so men who have been around the nursing experience, even if they're not a partner, maybe it's a brother or whatever, I think that they are more sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. And so... Yes, I do think that women kind of have this blast aha a lot quicker, especially those who have nursed. Gotcha. Making that connection is just, it's, it's instant. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen for everyone, you know. People like to go back into that, you know, sleepy denial place. Sure. So, Michelle, what, what about for you? So you had at least like 10 years of dairy eating when you were like already a committed, you know, <clears throat> you know, advocate for, for humane treatment of animals and, you know, you wouldn't kill them. What, what flipped the switch for you, um, on dairy and what, what, what was that decade of, of dairy consumption like? Yeah. So a lot changed for me when I decided to cut dairy out of my life. And it happened when I was in college, I went to a youth bookstore and I picked up a book called Animal Liberation by Peter Singer, which was a really old book at the time, but it basically documented not only what happens to animals in the meat industry, but also the dairy industry and the egg industry and all the other industries. So after reading that one book in like a couple of days, just my eyes were opened to the cruelty going on that's inherent across all of the animal agriculture industries. And so at that moment, I was like, I can't be a part of this anymore. I didn't know that these things were cruel. I didn't even think about the fact that, you know, to get milk from a cow, we have to take the baby away from the mother and we have to, you know, milk her three times a day and artificially inseminate them and do all of these completely unnatural and cruel, cruel things in order to get milk and and similarly with eggs. But, um, so as soon as my eyes were open to that information, I, I made the decision that, okay, I'm going vegan. (laughs) Um, and it was very interesting because when I made that shift for the first couple of years, I, it, it was challenging and I didn't do it very well and I didn't do it super healthfully, but after like maybe a year or two, I suddenly noticed that I, like my whole world of food had expanded tenfold, a hundredfold, like suddenly all of these new vegetables and these new types of foods and cashew creams and like all of this really healthful, wellness, encouraging whole foods were entering my life in a way that they had never before when I was vegetarian, because I was just, at that time, I was just filling my diet with normal dairy foods, a lot of junk food, a lot of just like easy processed foods. So making the shift and and cutting dairy out kind of pushed me to become a lot more aware of just all the food that I was eating, starting to cook more at home and get really a lot more creative and in tune with what foods were really nourishing my body as well. 
So when Allison and I teamed up and we were like, what is a resource that we can create for people that's going to make the biggest impact and going to be helpful across the board for everyone? Um, and initially we were going to, we were thinking of creating a how to go vegan program, like a comprehensive telling people how to do it. But then we realized that there is a more manageable change that can be made that makes a huge, like the biggest part of the difference. And that's ditching dairy. Um, that is also going to be so much more accessible for people. There's a lot of people out there that have heard, you know, dairy's not great for my health. Like maybe dairy's contributing to my acne. Maybe I have dairy allergies. Like there's maybe I'm becoming aware of what's happening in the dairy industry or I care about the environment. Like there's all of these things that people are starting to hear a little bit about, but they don't know like the, the vast majority of all of the things that are wrong with dairy. Uh, so the more we started kind of looking into the issues and, and talking about what what change can we help people make that's going to have a lasting impact on on them and on on the world. We just realized dairy is such a simple thing that we can help people with. We can make that transition fast and easy and pleasurable for people, and we can leave them at the end of just 12 days of time investment and energy investment feeling uh, empowered to be making better choices for the rest of their life. Um, and not only empowered with recipes and like how to how to tools and like knowledge about the products, but also the information about health and wellness and nutrition and and the impact on the environment and animals and everything that they need to know to be able to make like consistent changes for the rest of their lives. So yeah, that's kind of where my inspiration for choosing the dairy the dairy topic to focus on for this program. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, as you, as, uh, you said earlier, like the thing people say is, oh, I could never give up cheese. So uh, on the one hand, ditching dairy is like a hard thing to do. But on the other hand, when you look at the program, when you look at the evidence and when you look at like, you know, that if someone drops dairy for like a day and a half, like they will be amazed at how much better they feel. Like, yeah. like it is, it is, it is, in a sense, it's like the easiest thing in the world to, to get people to self-convince when they give this a try. Yep. The body tells yeah. you right away. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because as we're creating this program for both Allison and I having been dairy free for a combined, like what, 25, 30 years, I don't know, a long time. Um, we, we were constantly thinking like, is this information too basic? Like, isn't, isn't this obvious? <laughs> uh-huh. um, so, and then we have to remind ourselves like, no, like we're creating this because people are overwhelmed by all, all of the things cumulatively. But when it's really broken down day by day, topic by topic, and when someone can just package that information and give it, give it to you, it's not hard. It's not challenging. And once you get familiar with the process and the choices and the recipes, it's it's really easy. <laughs> it's not a difficult thing to to have to do. It's no sacrifice, and like I I would be willing to promise anyone who gives it a try that they would feel like their their world of food is expanding as well when they try it. Absolutely, yep. And we also chose the the detox route um, intentionally so that people could have that experience. Like, okay, I'm focusing on this thing. I'm detoxing from dairy. And we give them the option to choose from a spectrum of how they want to do their detox. 
So if all they want to do is remove dairy from their diets, then they can do that. I mean, there are plenty of, unfortunately, plenty of junk foods out there that are dairy-free. Um, and so if all they want to do is just not have dairy, they can still have, you know, dairy-free cheesy puffs and pizzas and lots of different things. Or they can go a more whole foods, homemade route, which that's why we have the recipes for that. So we really want people to be able to choose their own adventure and and do it in a way that, you know, we're choosing this as a one day at a time kind of thing. So one day we're going to focus on this one thing and then we'll add on each day. And, I mean, you watch the videos, Howard. It's only, you know, like... Not, maybe like 10 minutes a day so for the video. And then there are different homework things people can do to try different milks and things like that. So people could easily do this in under an hour a day yeah. and change their lives. I mean, how many things can you change your life in under an hour a day for only 12 days? Yeah. Right. And, and one of the things that really struck me is how subversive the program is on, on a lot of levels. So, you know, one thing is, as both of you talked about, the dairy is usually the last thing to go for people. And I think there's probably a lot more people in this country and around the world who call themselves vegetarian than vegan. And, you know, it's like, you're okay, I don't, I don't eat animals. I don't cause death. And, like, that's where people stop. And so, you know, I mean, I, of course, we all know vegetarians who eat, you know, chicken and fish and call themselves but, <laughs> Right, but but on this continuum, like dairy is kind of the last bastion, and what you're doing is, t- is I think, reaching out to people who are standard American diet eaters and say, "Hey, let's let's uh, let's see what happens when we drop this first. And I'm I'm right. I'm wondering of the ca- like it seems like a much smarter, devious approach to really, you know, shake people's um, self identity and and and. Um, expectations of what's possible. Yeah. 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 And strategically, <laughs> yes, yeah, ahead, and strategically throughout the, throughout the course, you'll notice that in our promotions and, uh, and throughout the course, we very rarely, if ever use the word vegan. Um, we don't really share that part of our history. Um, and we really try and try and make this course accessible and like a comfortable step for people who are completely on the standard American train <laughs> diet train yeah. um, because we don't want people to see that word and feel like, Oh, that's too extreme. That's too far. We want to put forward a step that seems very uh, easy, quick, going to see quick benefits, which they will. Um, but then, yeah, when you go through the program, you end up learning a lot more <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, you know, we don't, of course we're not pushing anything or we, uh, but, but I imagine many people that go through this course and I'm really excited to see the results will end up um, feeling inspired and feeling very motivated and compelled to continue on well past the 12 days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and because, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this for the health, you know, largely like that's, that's the, the, the motivating factor that gets me up in the morning. And so I'm very, you know, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about all the, you know, the so delicious stuff and, and the, <laughs> you know, in, ter- in terms of a destination, but I'm, I'm also, 
I've seen so many cases where when somebody changes their self-identity by doing something they didn't think they could do, like all, you know, if you're, if you're, okay. your, your approach is so welcoming and gentle as opposed to like, you know, the other extreme of like, you know, throwing red paint on people and, and screaming, um, at, you know, at the butcher section in Whole Foods where you're really inviting people in <laughs> to the point where once they do this thing, now they have a sense of consistency that they, they can uphold and they're now available for some of the other arguments. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, we definitely, I mean, I've seen that so much in my own story of how I was never super concerned about health. Um, and I was, I was really concerned about all the other issues in the world, but then as I made changes to be ethically consistent with my values, I started becoming more, more aware and conscious about wellness and health as well. And now I consider myself very, a very passionate health enthusiast. Um, much in part uh, because of the books that I've read, like the ones that you've written, Howard. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's where I learned so much about nutrition and so much about how misleading our society has been on that, on that front, which, which also got the, the advocacy component in me going because I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been lied to. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but, but yeah, we definitely, we're getting one, a foot in the door and then... Um, we have so many resources and other people that we know like you and like Allison does wellness coaching and, and so many other people that will hope to connect our students with should they be whenever they're ready to further their path as well. Mm-hmm. So um, w- what sort of feedback have you gotten so far from people who are taking the course? What, what do they find hard? What do they find convincing? So we're actually just in the soft launch phase right now. So our first course uh, session starts on November 1st, and that's going to be our first set of students. So we don't yet have (laughs) our, our, like, student testimonials and everything to share, uh, but we will soon. Um, And so far we've been getting a lot of feedback from – you know what's interesting? So I, I had told Allison, like, I'm a little bit worried about when we start promoting this course because I live in such, such a bubble of, of this world of people who are already super health conscious and are already, you know, have been very free for a long time. Who am I going to be able to reach with this to my community? Um, and when we launched the course, I had sent an email and I just included a bunch of my family members on there just so I could see what I was up to. And these are people who have known me uh, since I was little, you know, my aunt, my uncle, and all of these people who have heard my advocacy for uh, eating more consciously for a long time. And when I sent out that email, my aunt immediately signed up. And I was like, what? <laughs> You've known me for, for 30 years. And, and this is what got you to, to sign up. So that was really exciting to me. And then, you know, my uncle had said, like, how stoked he was about it. Like I just heard things from people in my family who had never really been moved in the same way by other efforts that I had done before. So that was really encouraging. And Allison, I know, you know, so many people that for the past year as we've been working on, on this have been like, when are, when is this program going to be ready? I know so many people who need to take this or I would be interested in signing up. So uh, we've been getting a lot of really positive feedback like that. Wow. So that's really exciting. Like in a couple of weeks, you're going to start, uh, getting, getting real people 
giving you feedback and yeah, I, that's this is a, that's a great part. You're, you're kind of like nervous and excited to hear how it's going to like interact in the world. Yeah, we even have one student who is already vegan, and she wants to take the course. I mean, she signed up for the course so that she could really uh, clarify her messaging about dairy and picking up the salient points, because that's the thing that we've we've spent so much time, uh, you know, when you hear, wow, you've been spending a year creating this, well, why did it take so long? And part of it is that there are a lot of myths about dairy that, are very widely propagated, and we wanted our course to not use the really easy sensationalistic pieces. We wanted everything to be scientifically accurate, and boy, there were some really compelling things that we really wanted to say, and then when we dug into it, we realized that it was based on one study that actually may not be quite, you know, supported, and so we threw it out. And um, I, I have to admit that that's thanks to Michelle and her, she's a biology, she was a biology major, and so she's a scientist, and she's like, the science isn't there, we're not saying it. And I'm like, but, 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 <laughs> she said, nope, it's out. I'm like, okay, okay, because we didn't want anybody to hear one thing that could easily be refuted and then want to toss out the entire program. So um, you may have noticed the lack of some of the common arguments or things that are made. Um, I don't know if you noticed that, Howard. Well, I, d I did notice that when, when I was going through it, some a part of me was saying, oh, like, I could explain this to people much faster than I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 I, did, I don't know what you left out. Um, but the editing process certainly, you know, it's like that, I forget who, uh, to whom it's attributed, but they'll forgive this long letter. I had no time to write a short one. It's like you had time to write a short one. You had time to, to really edit okay. and, and, and put things in a very convincing perspective and do, do it in a very concise and, and sparse way. There's no, there's no fat in, in, your, right. in, your, um, in your dialectic. And that was very intentional. You know, we know people are busy. We know they want the information and they want to know, okay, what do I need to know? How can I apply it? And give me all of that in the least amount of time you have. And, you know, we are both very committed to, to genuine interaction with people. And so we wanted that to really come across. Like, we're friends. You know, we're friends with each other. We're friends with you, our student. And let's, let's take each other's hand and figure this thing out together. And, um, you know, we have some experience. So we're going to tell you all the things that you need to know. And we're not going to waste your time with anything that you don't need to know. And then we also have a Facebook community that um, our students can be a part of, and that is where people can have discussions and they can really interact with each other and create bonds together so that if they are in the situation where they don't know anyone else who is waking up to this and they feel all alone in their physical world, then they can be on the internet and on Facebook using their time getting support. 
and um, we'll be in that group too, sharing with people. And you know, it's it's really this kind of a lab, uh, a collaborative lab for us to have the experience together. Mm. Yeah, it was really interesting as we were crafting this course, too, because we did uh, very thorough research, and there were things that we started going down quite rabbit, uh, quite the rabbit holes. Like we started going into the history of dairy, which for us was fascinating. Um, and we, you know, we started writing up this whole paper on the history of dairy, planning to share that in our course, and then we're thinking, you know, we don't want this to feel like... Uh, a history lecture at a university. Like we need this to be accessible. We need to be providing information that, that is quickly applicable to life. And like this can be a separate resource we create at, at some other time. But um, there there is so much that we have unfolded in our research that um, <laughs> have been intentionally not, in, not included in the course because it was just too much. But I think both Allison and I are very excited to find a way to make that information into resources that we can share through the dairy detox community uh, over time and eventually, because it is, it is, <laughs> it is crazy how this thing dairy became an industry in our, in our country and became so prevalent as a food source. I mean, when you really think about it, it's such a bizarre thing. So we don't even drink our own species milk past youth. And yet we're taking the milk of another species and yeah, it's just such a bizarre concept and figuring out like how that, how that became mainstream is very interesting. Um, yeah, how it became yeah, and normalized. Upset, yeah. And it would upset a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so we're excited to share all of that, all of that with the world eventually as well. Hmm. Yeah. It's some really shocking information. I kept being like, come on, we've got to do a video. Allison, let's stay on the topic. She's kind of my like yeah. guiding container. No, we're going to do just this. <laughs> uh -huh. So the, the, the strong-willed eight-year-old uh, energy still. <laughs> it's perfect. It's, uh, this is the thing that, I mean, you know, I, I loved Michelle the moment I first emailed her. And, you know, Howard, you know her. She's very, like, really one of the most inspiring, upbeat, positive human beings on the planet. And I, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so amazing. And then the more I get to know her and throughout this process that we've done together, I'm like, wow, I just had no idea. I already knew she was amazing, but she just goes beyond. And the thing that, that continually surprises me is how well we fit together, our working styles and the way we think, and we're... She's just a great partner for me. I feel really, really lucky. Yeah, and I. And, and, oh, I feel the same way. I'll let you bask in that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and it, def it definitely comes across as as a as a consumer of the product, as a you know a, a voyeur into your relationship a little bit. You know that that even though you're talking about some pretty horrendous things around environment, around animal cruelty, around you know, diseases that the, you know, the overall feeling is that I've just been invited to your home and you're, you know, I'm going to have a really good time and I'm going to be welcomed. And there's a, you know, there's a really peaceful, loving vibe 
in there, even and, and you know probably necessary because of the of the topic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's funny because I'm glad that comes through. Yeah, because what one of the things that you know that I'm sort of um, you know known for in the field is like you know the science, like you know helping helping these scientists write their books and diving deep into the research, and I do videos debunking bad science and stuff. And it's amazing to me in the past six months how tired I am of the science. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, people always write, well, what if, you know, they'll, they'll, here's another study, and here's a study, and here's a thing. And I just, I, I like ran out of gas to refute. And now I'm just going mm-hmm. like, just look at the big picture. Just think for a second. Right. Like, is this right. logical? Would, if, if it were true that we needed exogenous cholesterol, would we, would we even be alive to have this conversation? <laughs> like, I've, I've right. just, you know, like having gone into the, into the minutia and the reductionism, I'm now like, other, it's fine. Other people can keep doing that. But it's like just so freaking obvious. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're taking the whole approach. <laughs> right. Right. Perfect. And the thing also is that, yes, what makes sense, obviously, is like whole foods are clearly more helpful for us, like big picture. But also, like, even when you are looking at the specific health claims relating to dairy, there's so many that are irrefutable, that are like have been proven time and time and time and time again. Like you can name like 50 health benefits of ditching dairy that have no room for negotiation about what, how true they are. That it's like, what's the point of bringing up all these other, these other little studies when so much of the data is already behind that this is unhealthy for us uh, as a whole. Right. Cause then yeah, I, I, could, I, I, re- I resonate with your frustration. Yeah. I'm sure you could spend all day discussing, you know, raw dairy with people, right. Who, right. <laughs> Yeah. No, it would only take about a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want to talk about it all day. <laughs> hmm. So, so um, the production value is is very very high, and and I say that as someone who makes a lot of crappy videos. So. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right. I'm just, like like I go to Costco and I and uh, like. Geez, this 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 camcorder is like hundred and fifty dollars. That seems like a lot. Like I'm sure. I'm sure there's a tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment going into this. What was, what were you, what were you thinking about from a, a technical production aesthetic when you, when you started planning both, you know, the website and and the videos themselves? Well, Michelle yeah, is well, an um, amazing videographer and photographer and go ahead, Michelle. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, well, yeah, I'm kind of a self-taught filmmaker, videographer, photographer, and I've been making videos helping people live more compassionately online for more than seven years now. And they started very much like uh, open up my laptop and film with my computer camera and very informal. But over, over the years, uh, I've just learned a lot and really tried to find an, a, a clean, crisp, professional, bright, upbeat, energetic, uh, aesthetic, and tone to the videos that brought both quality and professionalism, but also inviting and warm and fun 
into the videos that we create. So that, that was our goal. And it made me so happy to hear you say, Howard, that you felt like you were like invited into our living room and just hanging out with us because that's exactly what we were trying to get across. We didn't want to be teachers standing on a podium, like preaching our information to people. We want to be an accessible friend and like a partner in this with our students. Um, so we really try to make that come across through video and yeah, I mean, over the past two years, especially I've been able to really focus a lot on, uh, improving my gear and my filmmaking equipment. So that's been really exciting as well, uh, to be able to put that to use in the dairy detox. And then not only with the film equipment, but we tried to get a platform, uh, that is going to be the best experience for our students and, something that would enable us to drip the videos to people one day at a time. Mm. Um, I really, I really, really like, kept, I really like yeah. the platform. Can you tell me what it is? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. called a uh, new Kajabi. Allison, you can, you can tell. Oh, okay. I, I know about, I know about old Kajabi. I didn't know about new Kajabi. Yeah. So I think they're, they're maybe like transitioning to calling it just Kajabi now, but they uh, released it in January and it was kind of perfect timing. We were just getting ready to um, choose our platform and it was really overwhelming how many different pieces we were going to have to get from all these different places and then stitched together into some like patchwork that, you know, things weren't going to work. And I had already had horrible experience with that with my Allison's Gourmet website where it was just overcomplicated and, um, you know, because I care so much about the user's experience that, you know, I wanted, I wanted them to have everything they wanted. And if that meant that it didn't come that way out of the box, then we'd patch things on. And I really challenged myself to not go beyond what was offered. So it just really fell into my lap. A friend had mentioned it and I went and researched and I was like, okay, Michelle, we need to do this. It was a big investment. But when we, we even broke down like all the details of, okay, it gives us this, it gives us this, it gives us this, how much would that cost separately? And then managing it and all of these things. And in the end, new Kajabi came out to be a lot better than anything and it was all in one and so there are some limitations because it's a growing platform like there's still the team who is creating it I mean they're just really phenomenal and they're always adding new features and new options and um, so it's a growing thing it's not static and I really like that um, so what what I did is I'm like, okay, I'm not going to add anything on. I'm going to go with whatever is in the box. And again, that is Michelle's influence on me because I'm kind of this grandiose visionary. Like I want it, I want it all. And you know, she's like, okay, but we don't need it all. <laughs> we can do with this. And I'm like, okay, okay, you know. And and she's right. And it's been a really great practice for me to just accept, like, okay, this is what's here. So. Let's do that. And, I mean, New Kajabi has so much of what we need that it's not really a big sacrifice by any means. Oh. Well, good. Yeah, and I, if you do have listeners out there who are thinking about creating courses, um, that it's, I, I would definitely highly recommend it. And they're, they are bringing on new components to it all the time, and it, it is the best, like, I think, single-service course uh, platform 
that that based on our research that's out there right now. So, cool. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. cool endorsement. <laughs> and it's really easy to use, you know, from, I mean, we created our website ourselves. And, um, you know, we're, we both can, you know, dabble in technical stuff and, um you know, I mean, maybe Michelle a little bit more than me. She She's willing to get under the hood a little bit more. I get under the hood and I'm like, oh, my God, what are all these things? But I can still, you know, figure things out to some degree. But um, it, it's very, like, user-friendly from the perspective of a person actually building it. I mean, there are all kinds of customizations someone could do if they're a tech head, but you don't have to be that if you, you know, you can just use it the way it is. And it's it's a lot of, you know, drag and drop, click and upload, and it's really elegant. Nice. So if um, for, for folks who are interested, I, I don't know how many people who listen to my podcast will want to do the dairy detox. I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are some, but I know everyone who's listening to this knows 30 people that they want to send. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> so where can they? Where can people find out more information? And w- where and when can they sign up? They can sign yeah, up so right can, now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, the dairy. This is this is this would be much easier visually. <laughs> Yeah, we all need to be in the same room next time. Uh, it's our website's just thedairydetox.com, um, and there's all the information there, videos, and more. And then we're also present on across social media. So we have a Facebook page, The Dairy Detox. We have a Twitter account, an Instagram account, um, and we're pretty active across all of those. So um, it's a great way to connect. And then even if you are not interested in taking the dairy detox yourself. We do have a really cool video that if people sign up for our newsletter at the dairy detox, they'll get uh, a free video. That's a DIY salad bar video, which will revolutionize like your daily salad intake. <laughs> like eating habits. Allison showed me this technique that she's been using in her home for years for how to just like how she incorporates more salads into her life. And it is innovative and brilliant and easy and saves you time and money. And I just love it. So we have a little fun, a fun video to share with people who sign up for the email newsletter there, which is great. Oh, geez. I I didn't get that. I got to go do that now. Yeah. You better go sign up. (laughs) (laughs) You you might've, if you did put your email there, it might've been before we set up that whole thing. So yeah, you definitely should. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've never, I've never woken up and said, boy, what I really want to do today is eat less salad. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to wake up like that every day. And now that I've learned this technique from Allison and had the pleasure of creating a fun video about it, I've, I've totally like been inspired to eat salads on the daily. Yeah. And then also for any listeners out there who uh, do want to spread the word or maybe to have a bigger community they want to reach out to and need some resources, Allison and I are always here and we have tons of like suggested social media posts and um, other resources that we'd be happy to happy to share. Um, we have like a sample recipe from our course and things like that. So people are always yeah. welcome to reach out to us. And yeah, our email is just hello at the dairydetox.com. That's so cute. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to steal that for some program. <laughs> hello. It's so, it's so, it's so welcome. <laughs> My, mine's going to be like, leave me alone at plantyourself.com. <laughs> Go away. Go away. Go away. <laughs> Never darken my. Don't email my... me at. Yeah. 
After lunch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so it's thedairydetox.com. Um, I will, I'll put a link in the show notes and I don't know exactly what this episode number will be yet, but if in a few seconds, as soon as we, uh, we hang up my, my recorded voice from the future will come on and tell you exactly which, which episode this is. So if you want to go and, and find that and, and click on it and, um, yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited that you guys are doing this because you really are raising the bar on just the, the, the thoughtfulness and quality and, and intentionality with which those of us in the plant-based and vegan and animal rights, animal welfare community communicate with the outside world. And I think it's, uh, you know, just, just like, you know, like 10 years ago, the best you could do was like not dogs and some gross cheese that, that still had casein. And now we have all, all right. these, all, we have all these incredible, <laughs> you know, meat and, and dairy substitutes, I think we're also coming a long way in how we communicate and how we build community and how we touch the best parts of, of, of people who don't yet agree with us. And I think you guys have just yeah. have, have ratcheted and notched up the ratcheted up the bar a little bit, maybe more, maybe a lot in, in how we can, how we can be just loving and attractive and inclusive mm-hmm. in sharing our message. So I, I, you know, hats off to both of you, and uh, and you know, have really like good luck. Go forth and uh, like take the world by storm. Thank you thank so you. much, Howard. That really means a lot coming from you, and thank you for receiving what we were really intending to share. So it feels really good to know that that that's what's coming across. Yeah. And you know what? And what, one, one more thing. I just want to throw this out. Um, I, I don't, do you have a, uh, do you know the price that you're charging for the program? Yes. It's $67. $67. So can you just tell me like, how long does it take you to make a 10 minute video? (laughs) (laughs) Hours, hours, many, many hours. We have probably spent, I, we've been working on this course for over a year and we meet like probably 10 hours a week over the phone from everything from writing our scripts and doing the research and finding our platform and filming the videos and then editing all the videos. And then Allison wrote like an entire ebook of recipes that are dairy free just for this course. So the amount of just time that we've invested into this program uh, is astronomical and Allison and I are often laughing at each other because <laughs> a lot of the times the courses that people create that make money are teaching people how to become successful and make money. Yeah. And we're really just teaching people how to <laughs> right. So we're like, we put in the effort behind creating a course that could probably be sold for $2,000 if it was teaching people how to make money. But because right. we want to be reaching people who want to make a, a lifestyle shift, a lot of times people aren't ready to invest a lot of money in that. So, so I know I'm miss- fully aware that we've got like the production value of a really, a really high, high class expensive course here, but we're, we're trying to sell it at a, at a very accessible price for people. I know I do, I, right. I do miss my hourly rates from when I was uh, doing marketing consulting. It's, it's more or less, it's more or less the only thing I miss, but <laughs> it was, it was yeah, very easy to get people to, to, to give you dimes for dollars than to, than to get people healthy and yeah. happy. That, totally. that was definitely a challenge for us, 
for sure, thinking that, you know, unfortunately, people are going to need to pay for this thing before they realize what a profound effect it's going to have on their lives. And once they have the experience, they would probably pay at least five times what we're charging. But you can't get you know, it's like a uh, which comes first kind of problem. So we decided that our mission is to help people feel better, help animals suffer a whole lot less. I mean, we'd love to see them suffer not at all. And to help the environment, we want to encourage sustainable living, kind living, and, you know, wellness. So I I did want to get that, that, you know, kind of pre-sell the idea of value because I think we're all kind of ruined by YouTube yeah. where, where, you know, yeah. the, yeah. the eight minute video took nine and a half minutes to create and, and it right. starts out with someone going, Hey guys, <laughs> you know, so the, like right. th- that is not this, this is, this is hundreds and hundreds of, of, of hours of, of, of skill and, ex- and, and really all of your lives experience leading up to, um, to this course, so sixty-seven dollars is a sneeze for people. It should, right. They shouldn't. They shouldn't Thank think you, twice Howard. about it. Um, and I and I and I don't get paid for saying that. I don't. Uh, I don't get paid for for, for promoting <laughs> stuff on the podcast. <laughs> so um, yeah. So go do this, and, and and after you've paid your sixty-seven bucks and you've been blown away, so you can either send them a check for five times that amount, or you can tell five people. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Both works, <laughs> right? <friend. laughs> awesome. All right. Al- oh, that's so great. Thank you so much, Howard. Yeah. You're, you're the best, and it's been such an honor to be on your podcast today. As a longtime fan of your work, um, I was really, really excited when you invited us on. So thank you. Oh, well, you're so welcome. It's an, it's an honor to, uh, to be sharing this with the world. Um, so Allison, River Sampson, and Michelle Kane, thank you so much for the work you do and for taking the time today. Thank you so much, Howard. You rock. We love you. (laughs) All right, back at you. All right, take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Plant Yourself Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes with links to the Dairy Detox at plantyourself.com slash 181. And by the way, I want to just say at this moment that I don't get any money if you sign up or if anybody else signs up. I don't do affiliate deals. I don't get paid by my guests. Uh, The only thing I get from the show is um, books from cookbook authors and stuff in advance. And um, if you buy a book from Amazon or anything from Amazon off of my affiliate link, they toss some coins my way. But uh, anything that I promote on this show, unless you hear otherwise, I don't get paid for. That way I can maintain some degree of journalistic objectivity. If you're new to this show, you can catch up on 180 archived episodes over at plantyourself.com. That's also where you can sign up for the weekly email newsletter, where I include links to articles. I share recent episodes of my weekly Tribe Well TV show. By the way, this week's episode, I think, was really good, really important stuff. I delve into uh, a mind hack around our attention. And attention is something that we don't pay enough attention to. And so I talk all about attention and some really interesting research on how we can change our minds and how we can withstand marketing by being aware of the dynamics of human attention. Big thanks, as always, to all the patrons of the Plant Yourself podcast. 
including Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Marrow, Elizabeth Clifton, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatherley, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Behrens, Christine Nielsen, Tina Scharf, Tina Ahern, Jen Vilkanovsky, David Bizek, The Mysterious Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Victoria Dolomanova, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Holt, Josina, Julianne Rowland, if you would like to add your name to that list and uh, challenge me to do it all in one breath, you can do so um, at the plantyourself.com up near the top right. And again, if you want to support the show, in addition to sharing this and other episodes on social media and email, um, if you know anyone in Hollywood, product placement would be fun. You can also write that review on iTunes. I got two new reviews uh, this past uh, week or so, and I'd like to share them with you. One is from Vegamarian, and it's uh, titled The Wonderful In-Depth Interviews. And Vegemarian writes, I've been addicted to the Plant Yourself podcast for a couple of years. Uh-oh. Howard is a great interviewer and just an all-around insightful, knowledgeable guy in the plant-based world. He's got the greatest metaphors that really bring the information to life. I love the diversity of his guests, too. Well, thank you, Vegemarian. I, uh, I suppose being addicted in this context is not a terrible thing. And, um, yeah, I love metaphors, too. They're, they're, they're like, um, um, well, I can't think of anything. Kate C58 writes, my favorite podcast, exclamation point. I wish I could remember, Kate C58 writes, how I discovered the Plant Yourself podcast, but I can't. And I'm so glad I did. The format is casual, conversational, and oh, so informative. Howard brings a diverse selection of guests, many of whom are new to me. It's my favorite podcast, and I often recommend it to others. Oh, thank you, Kate C58. As requested in the PYP 178 program notes, I love the new cover photo. Yay, Clay. Thank you so much, Clay, and thank you for saying so, KC58. More up to date. Howard, keep doing what you're doing. It's making a difference. KC58, I shall. I've got some great upcoming shows. I actually have a lot of them in the can, and you may have noticed that after two weeks of doing two shows a week, I'm back to one show a week. It's It was just too much. I've got too much else going on, and I was starting to... Um, stress myself out over the, the doubled production time. So apologies if you got all excited about that. But uh, tell you what, if I get another uh, 2000 bucks a month in donations, uh, it'd be very easy for me to go to a two or even three times a week schedule. So next week, I am interviewing Tom Delonzo Baker, who is the most innovative physical therapist. He helped me start running 50Ks. He just helped my friend Josh Lajani with a problem that he was having. And it's, his stuff is like the analog of plant-based nutrition. You know how the medical establishment doesn't understand that plant-based nutrition is so profound in, in restoring us to health. And Tom's approach to physical therapy is the, the musculoskeletal equivalent to plant-based nutrition. I think you're going to love that interview. And my guest the following week is the amazing Darshana Thacker who is the author of the new Forks Over Knives Family cookbook. And she's been involved with Forks Over Knives since the beginning, since it was a gleam in Brian Wendell's eye. And it, it wasn't a thing yet. Darshana watched it grow from a concept to an amazing documentary that's changed millions of lives to a publishing empire. And now she's uh, a contributor to that empire with her new cookbook for families. After that, I've got Shoshana and Adam Chame of planttrainers.com. Uh, I've got Doug Schmidt, who is doing some amazing work at a school district in upstate New York. And we'll leave the other guests as surprises for now. 
In garden news, the sweet potatoes have officially disappointed. The tubers are about pencil-sized, and the greens all died in an unexpected frost the other day. But the good news is the garden greens are going gangbusters, lots and lots of different salad greens, and the kale is looking very robust, and also some collards and mustard greens and mizuna. So it's time to start taking those daily treks out to the garden to... uh, fill up baskets to fill up our stomachs and fill up our souls with beautiful plant-based food. We're going to have to start covering it for the frost and uh, then we'll be able to uh, enjoy those greens all through the winter, fingers crossed. All right, that's it for this week. Now, as always, be well, my friends.